0: Data-centric security. What is it and how can organizations benefit from the practice? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm discussing data-centric security today with Mark Bauer. He's Vice President of Product Management with Voltage. Mark, thanks so much for joining me today. Good to,
1: uh, good to connect with you, Tom.
0: Mark, for people who aren't familiar with Voltage Security, tell us a little bit about yourself and about Voltage, please.
1: Yeah, sure. So Voltage Security is a company that provides breakthrough technologies to allow organizations to protect data essentially wherever it goes, but to do it in such a way that the the value in the information can still be extracted, even though the information is itself protected. And with the growth in data that we've seen over the last several years and organizations looking to get more and more value out of their information assets, um, it's important to to not only protect that from the new types of threats that we have out there, but to not stop the business from consuming that information to be able to make quick decisions, to stay agile in a highly competitive world, and also bring out new services and products to service customers in a very efficient and effective manner and so we bring to the table new techniques that allow organizations large and small to be able to protect any type of structured or unstructured information in practically any kind of data flow without the friction and complexity that traditional solutions usually impose because you, in 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 the typical sense usability is often sacrificed for security and certainly in today's world with smartphones being adopted everywhere and ease of use being top of mind you just can't get away with that anymore so in a nutshell we help bring security and usability together uh, from a uh, effectively a framework solution that provides data security for enterprises uh, essentially to protect really any type of data whether it's information in the enterprise information that might be being sent up to cloud applications, information that's being shared with business partners or even customers. So that's essentially uh, what we do. And our headquarters are in Cupertino in the United States.
0: Well, let's talk about data-centric security, Mark. When we discuss the concept, what exactly do you mean?
1: So... Security for information protection over the last several years has oriented around protecting either the server or the transmission of that information. Um, I often refer to these as the kind of the buckets and pipes, essentially, where organizations have, have looked to protect information by trying to build a boundary around it. The problem, though, is is that you have more and more information that needs to be shared across a much Wider extended ecosystem, and, and with things like cloud and, and smartphone adoption, it's natural that information will propagate uh, essentially to a lot of different places. But at the same time, we've also started to see, over the last several years, the emergence of very sophisticated attacks to information, which has made data protection much more complicated from a uh, from an overarching perspective. In that, wherever there's a security gap, where The attackers or malware can uh, essentially exploit access to uh, to live information, well, we've seen the results. We've seen massive amounts of data being uh, exfiltrated from organizations and, and public breaches with huge consequences as a result. And so where we come from when we're talking about data security is about exactly that, the data itself. So rather than trying to build a container or put a pipe, uh, uh, protect the pipe that the data moves through, which obviously always has uh, implications of where that data exits and enters those environments, if you can protect the data itself in such a way that you can preserve the original structure, look and feel, behavior, intent, and more importantly, the value in that information, then you can protect it over its life cycle such that if it does fall into the wrong hands, either through malicious attack or through uh, insider access, for instance, then you're not giving up live information to the attacker. But it's important to do it in such a way that you're not compromising the business process itself. You don't want to make complicated changes to lots of different systems in your ecosystem in order to achieve this data-centric or end-to-end protection of information And so that's where the technology breakthroughs come in that we pioneered, techniques like format-preserving encryption and stateless key management, which enable you to achieve data-centric security on practically any type of structured and unstructured information wherever that data happens to go, whether that's in the mainframe, in the cloud, or on the latest smartphone. And so that's what we mean by data-centric security. It's about protecting the data from the moment that it's captured over its entire life cycle uh, without the big impact to the underlying systems that traditional approaches uh, generally struggle
0: with. Mark, where do you find that organizations typically are making fundamental mistakes when it comes to data analytics?
1: So when we talk about analytics, that once again brings the conversation back to being about obtaining and extracting the most value from the information assets out there, whether that's customer data records that might span many years so that organizations can look at things like seasonality or look at individual customer trends. Or it might be fraud information that we're gathering from multiple different places or analytics that are coming from lots of feeds, possibly from global sources around the world. I think the challenge that organizations are facing now is that with the emergence of big data systems, the Hadoop platforms uh, and so forth, we found a lot of value in having access to lots and lots of information. But those underlying systems, the Hadoop platforms and so on, have very little in the way of security for what could be a very large amount of personal, sensitive data, customer information, or possibly even intellectual property that needs to be protected and may well be regulated under a variety of different international laws, as well as U.S. domestic requirements for data privacy and protection. And so what this once again points to is, rather than once again trying to look at this from a container perspective, trying to protect that container of information, which fundamentally is going to be very difficult, considering the scale that we're talking about, it points back to, if you can protect the data in such a way that you can still preserve all of that analytic information in it, but you're not exposing the live information to those that are analyzing it, then you've got a win-win in that you're able to extract information uh, or extract the value from that information without potentially uh, subjecting it to possible compromise, either from accidental insiders or possibly an attacker going after that environment. And the other side to this, too, is that with the rush-to-big-data uses... Sometimes the uh, the security and, and compliance aspects are, are afterthoughts. And what I'm starting to see is the effects of that, where we've got very large projects that maybe actually stop dead if an organisation isn't thinking about how it's protecting the data. Uh, it might be as simple as information arriving from offshore into an analytic system perhaps in the US, but just the act of moving data across borders and going across two different privacy jurisdictions could immediately have ramifications from a compliance perspective and so there's subtle issues that emerge and you have to think about not only the risks to information from attack but also the regulatory landscape that that data is going to exist in and may move through and find ways to be able to meet the risk and the compliance objective with a single approach and, and again it comes back to if you can protect the data in such a way that it meets those requirements and not destroy the value in that information, and it's a win-win for your data scientists, the people looking after the analytics and the business that can make quick decisions as a result of having good access to information without increasing risk.
0: Well, Mark, your response suggests a follow-up question, and that is, what do you find to be some of the common misunderstandings that people have about big data and analytics?
1: Yeah, so I think... Uh, you know, you have to you have to look at big data as a a new technology to be able to extract more value from information uh, without having to perhaps do a lot of the uh, the fine grained analysis that you perhaps previously had to uh, to be concerned with. So in the past, organisations often took data feeds from multiple different systems and then groomed them to put them into a data warehouse to then provide a way to query that information to get a, a sense of uh what uh, what what the analytic behavior of that data what changes with big data is the ability to perhaps put more and more information into these systems without necessarily having to think about that grooming process up front and so what we're going to see is big data environments that contain vast quantities of feeds from multiple different places that probably contain lots and lots of bits of information that is either highly sensitive or might have an impact that's got a much wider implication. Uh, For instance, if you're a large financial institution and you're putting all of your sensitive feeds into that one place, then there's always the possibility that the overarching posture of the financial institution could be actually observed by analyzing that data. So an attacker going after the information could have two or three different motives. One might be the straight-up criminal attacks trying to get access to personal and private data. That's what we've seen to date. But then there's the more sinister types of attacks, which could be about looking at the whole posture of an organization. This is where the nation-state attacks become potentially threats to this type of uh, organizations, Uh, going after more posture about what's the role of this organization in the marketplace based on the information that I can see within these big data environments. So when organizations are thinking of risks, I have to look at this broad spectrum of what are the risks from both a short-term compliance perspective, the risk of possible criminal attacks to data, and then that wider issue of how do I actually de-identify and protect information so that I'm not exposing other potential compliance issues about the big picture position in the marketplace. So again, it comes back to applying new techniques to be able to solve these types of problems. And that's exactly what we bring to the table with those technologies like format-preserving encryption, secure stateless tokenization, and so on, which allow organizations to still use big data in that way, but without those risks and exposures that uh, that may otherwise uh, emerge as more and more information is concentrated in one place.
0: Well, let's talk then about how some of your customers are addressing these challenges and some of the strategies that they're using for securing data.
1: Yeah, so our customer base spans more than 1,000 large enterprises worldwide, and many of those are large financial institutions, healthcare providers, and so on. Uh, We have customers the likes of uh, Wells Fargo, um, Hartman Payment Systems, um, companies like uh, Elevon or Kaiser Permanente, and, and then also regional entities dealing with lots of information, like the the AAA groups uh, in the United States, very large member organisations that gather lots of information and provide services like insurance and banking to uh, to members. Uh, and certainly, most of these types of organisations have taken this kind of leading view that rather than just focus on trying to protect the infrastructure to uh, to avoid the uh, the new types of threats, which clearly uh, the, the infrastructure that we've seen and the investment in data protection at a, uh, just by looking at the firewalls and intrusion detection, uh, have largely failed against the new types of attacks. So these, uh, these types of companies, these leaders, are embracing this data centric view and applying the technology to do things like protect uh, information that they may share with their most demanding customers, and that might include organizations uh, sending information out to uh, to customers, partners, and so on outside the business, including those on smartphones, because that's something that we introduced support for last year, and it's had uh, a very profound effect and a lot of resonance as organizations uh, want to service more customers on on mobile channels. But when you start to get into specific areas, like Heartland Payment Systems, for example, who pioneered the the changes in the payments industry – to embrace encryption of payments transactions all the way from that card swipe up to the payment processing environment. You know, that's exactly the data-centric model. So the information stays protected from the moment it's captured all the way over its life cycle. We started to see this uh, this data-centric technology become pervasive uh, throughout the industry, whether it's healthcare, banking, payments, or even just back office services And where things are heading now is for using this type of technology to embrace cloud without increasing risk and without giving up the control of information that may exist across different boundaries and in different regulatory environments. So data-centric security can be applied to that internal problem of protecting data in the data center, but also embracing the new ways to uh, share information across multiple channels, whether it's smartphones, cloud, or even big data, as we've
0: discussed uh, today. Well, Mark, a final question for you. The RSA Conference 2013 is approaching. You're going to be there. How will you be discussing data-centric security with the folks you meet at RSA?
1: Yeah, so we're certainly excited about the, uh, the RSA show this year. It's always a great event that brings together the industry, and we often bring many of our largest customers Uh, to the event to talk about what we're doing and where we're heading. Certainly, I think if we look at uh, the extensions of what we announced last year on the mobile side of things with solutions for securing data to Android, iOS, and, and BlackBerry environments, certainly we've seen great success with that throughout this year since the launch. So we'll be talking about some of those successes with our customers and prospects at the show but I think when we start to uh, to look at what we've been doing in the cloud, we've got some very exciting initiatives uh, with some of the partnerships that we've uh, established over the last few months. Uh, we announced a partnership with a company that's a specialist in integrating into the SaaS environment, that's Perspexis, and bringing together those two solutions to provide proven data-centric security based on NIST-recognized standards with the power of the prospectus integration for things like Salesforce. So we'll certainly be showcasing those. We're certainly going to be showcasing what we're doing with other infrastructure as a service and platform as a service cloud providers. And, and of course, there's always the bread and butter as well, the the regulatory compliance aspects of of, of what drives our our customers to use our technology. And we'll be certainly showcasing some pretty amazing uh, implementation successes we've had in some very large organizations, with customers and prospects at the show. So it's exciting stuff, and and certainly we're excited to be at the show and look forward to seeing customers and prospects uh, drop by to say hi and see what we're doing.
0: Well, Mark, I appreciate your time and your insight today, and I look forward to seeing you at RSA as well. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Tom. The topic has been data-centric security. I've been talking with Mark Bauer, Vice President of Product Management with Voltage Security. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.